friends, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Always Moving Forward podcast. I'm here as always with my friends Kara and Jonathan Watts. Hey, welcome to the show, guys. Happy to be here. Hey, today we've got a lot packed in, and I may have packed a little too much for our 30-minute time slot today, but we're going to try to knock it out. Uh, But as always, I want to start off with a little bit of fun. Uh, Jonathan, you got a joke for us to get us started? Uh, Well, I was speaking to my wife the other day, and she says I was acting too much like a flamingo, so I had to put my foot down. (laughs) Pulling out the old dad joke, huh? (laughs) Old dad joke. I love it. Well, hey, today's episode is called Resilience and Rejection in Real Estate. And today who we're talking to is the struggling agent, the new agents that, man, this is a tough market. And so we want to add some extra value. Um, And I've got some pieces, three pieces of it pieces of advice, if I can talk today, uh, near the end of the episode that we're going to roll out. But before we get into that, I do want to play a fun little game with you guys. You up for that? Let's do it. Sure. Okay. We're going to do... Going down. A little bit (laughs) of easy real estate trivia. And here's the rules. I'm going to give each of you a question. You answer it right, you get a point, and the first person to five wins. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I'm going to add a little wrinkle here. Today, what I've got... Is me and my five-year-old son, we went to the store last night, and we picked up something. It's called Toxic Waste. It's extremely sour candy. And so what we're going to do is each of you has to be sucking on a piece of the candy oh my while God. we play the game. Okay? <laughs> nice. So if you will reach into my mystery bag here oh. and reach out, reach in and get at least one piece of candy. I wish I could default to Rocky. <laughs> You've got the. I think yours is the mystery one, Carol. Oh great! Uh, <clears throat> I'm scared. Oh, I can deal with blue raspberry. Uh, oh man! Uh, <laughs> Winning. Uh-oh. Oh. Don't put it in I'm yet. Scared. Don't put it in yet. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, this is gonna be fun. All right, you guys ready? Yep. So when I when I start, we're gonna start with Jonathan. You're gonna get the first question, and we're just gonna go back and forth. So, ready? Do we both put it in at the same Yep, time? ready, put it in, go. All right, timer has started. Mm. <laughs> Pretty good. Oh. All right, Watts, first one goes to you. What does the term FSBO stand for? Mm, for sale by owner. Mm, got that one. All right, Kara, coming to you. In real estate, what's the term for the initial payment made by a buyer that demonstrates how serious they are to make the purchase. The earnest money deposit. Good job. All right. Watts, back to you. What type of loan is typically used for a pur- for purchasing a primary residence and it requires a 3.5% down payment? I want to say FHA. <laughs> oh my God. FHA right. is that correct. Garrett, to you, it's, uh, what is a common term that's used for process of determining the value of a property based on the comparable sales in the area? Appraisal? Wait a minute. What did you say? I'll concentrate on the What would be another term that we use as real estate agents? I don't know. We'll have to talk about it before we we'll give this to her. <laughs> All right. CMA is the answer. <laughs> All right. I actually don't even know what you asked because this stuff is so sour. <laughs> I love it. I agree. Hey, Jonathan, what is MLS stand for in the context of real estate? Uh, multiple listing service. Got it. Three to one. Which famous real estate mogul and TV personality ho- hosted The Apprentice? <gasps> I don't watch it. What, what's the question? Again? Who hosted The Apprentice? I don't even know. Was I don't a watch president? That. 
Oh, Jonathan's giving you a hint. Oh, Trump. Donald Trump. That's right. All right. Uh, Jonathan, back to you. What's the typical length of time in a standard real estate contract that outlines... Oh, I'm sorry. That The typical length of time for a standard real estate contract to close? Uh, between 30 and 45 days. Bingo. Got it. Kara, back to you. What's the term for a document that provides information about the physical condition of a property and it's con- typically conducted during the buying process? Condition of the property. Inspection? Got it. So are we tied up? I don't know. Three, two. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> What's, what is the term for a real estate investment strategy where multiple investors pool their money to purchase, typically for rental income or certain appreciation? Uh, capital investment? Oh. The correct answer is real estate syndication. Yeah. I need a I need a buzzer for that. Oh. <laughs> All right, so you have three, and I think Kara's got two. I have to go back and look at this. You guys aren't keeping remember. score. <laughs> I can't. No, that's our. <laughs> for you guys, that's all I could think the of. Fa- the faces that are being made right My now. Job. I <laughs> love it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. All right, what does the term ROI stand for? Return on investment. Bingo. Good job. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say the score is three to three. Just. Okay, we got two questions left. What's the term for a legal document a lender claims against a property? A lien? Judgment? What do you get when you when you buy a property? A title. Okay. Title. Deed. Sure. Yeah. Okay. What's the maximum number of units a residential property can have and still be considered a single family home? One. Yeah, good job. All right, so... <laughs> Four to four, and I'm out of questions. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to ask one more question, and I'm going to whoever thinks that they know it, I want you to to buzz in by saying your name. Got it? Mm-hmm. And whoever gets this one, we're going to say it wins. Uh, let me see if I got one here. Really wants to put this candy out. All right. <laughs> All right, here we go. In real estate. What does CMA stand for, and what's its purpose? Comparable market analysis. Oh. Watts. Watts got it. <laughs> oh, you had a chance. You had a chance. I know. I know. I All right, Watts. Comparable market analysis, and it shows the uh, comparable homes that have been sold or pending and active within a particular range. Bingo. All right, we'll give. Was we'll also give Watts the first one. one that I should have answered. Yeah, I'm a praise. Now the sour's worn off. I can yeah, now it turns more. into a candy, right? <laughs> yeah. It's sweet so now. The, the sour candy worked. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You can think more clearly when you you know. <clears throat> it definitely had me at a roadblock when the second question. Uh, so what is the <laughs> review on the candy? Good, bad? Uh, it's not I would not eat it's it not again. Worth, it's not worth going through <laughs> no. part of it. Okay, because I got three containers of them, so we can Oh my god. They, they were only a dollar a piece. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the first uh, one I should have just asked you to repeat the question because <laughs> <laughs> all I could think of was how sour that was. So focused on oh, this is and that was like the gross. easiest one. And yeah. I'm like, so I got uh, I did it last night. We went to Walmart. Russ and I went, and we pulled over in the gas station. And I did film it. I'll show it to you guys. But he did it with me, and he did better than I did. Like my face was turning like y'all's did. Right. And he was back there just taking it like a champ. And I'm like, man, do your your taste buds not taste anything sour? Like, what in the world's going on? So, 
But anyway, let, let's dig in today a little bit. I want to, like I mentioned, I, I think it's a tough market and there's a lot of, of uncertainty with real estate agents and what, what they have, what their mindset is on going forward. And so I want to hear from you guys, if you've got some examples of maybe uh, sometimes in real estate that, that you guys have faced some rejection and that you've had to, to either learn from it or, or just what you, what your takeaway from that is. I'll let you go first. Well, um, you know, being able to educate clients, I guess, was probably or managing the expectations of, I guess it depends on when the market was resilience wise, but I mean, even during COVID when everybody had an insane amount of offers on a home, you know, really being able to manage expectations to let your clients know that, okay, you love the home. How bad do you love it? What do you feel comfortable with? How high you're going? Do you feel comfortable with not doing any inspections and telling them that you hated that they can't get a home inspection, but you didn't want them to lose the home that they love dearly because other people were thinking it was worth to not do any inspections and to pay an extreme amount of money and sometimes even cash over the lend value by the lender. That's managing the expectations was the hardest. Um, And I guess for rejection wise, it's just me calling an expired listing one time and uh i was probably a year or two into the business and i called the gentleman and he answered the phone and he introduced myself went through my script spiel and he says you all are used car salesmen you're not worth a beep 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 and then hung up on me so i called him right back he answered the phone and said i'm sorry i think i dropped your call and he told me that i was a beep 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 and then i didn't even realize I was so dumb. I didn't even realize when somebody hung up on me and he hung up on me again. Mm-hmm. So I called him back <laughs> and told him, I'm really sorry. I pulled the car over to the side of the road, even though I was in an office and said, now that I'm stationary, I'm pretty sure I won't drop your call. And he said, man, you were very persistent. I said, yes, that's exactly how I'm going to get your home sold for you for as much money as possible. And I ended up selling three of his homes after that. And actually had a pretty good friendship with this person. Yeah, that's awesome. That is great. That's what a what a way to prove your value in the moment. Because a lot of agents are going to hang up after the first, even the second one, maybe. Right. But yeah, Carol. What about you? Um, I would say one challenge or rejection I faced was working with a buyer for over a year. We struggled to get her offer accepted, mainly because her limited budget and lack of credit. So after months of them, you know, working to build their credit, which they did, um, and also um, ended up making their budget be a little bit more than what they thought it was going to be, you know, we were able to finally get their offer accepted, but the situation forced me to have to adapt um, and to think out of the box to get creative and figure out ways that we could get their offer accepted. Um, also, one other challenge that they had was, was such a hot market. You had all these cash buyers and investors coming in and just buying all the properties up um, in her price point. So we d- we had a lot of challenges to face and just having offer after offer get rejected. You know, that was kind of that was hard for her. It was hard for me. I had to constantly just keep their spirits high and just remind them, why, you know, why they're doing this and what they're going to get out of it in the end. Um, So, which, you know, we finally did get their offer accepted. And it actually worked out really well because, um, you know, they were able to afford more. The house that they ended up getting was super nice. 
Um, everything ends up working out for a reason. Sometimes rejection isn't a bad thing. Um, you know, a lot of times like you pray for things to happen or whatever, and then it doesn't happen. And then years later, you look back and you're like, oh, thank God that you didn't answer that prayer. It's actually a blessing in disguise. So yeah, I mean, I think it just ended in the end, it ended up making me a better agent because I had to adapt, get creative and figure out ways to get her offer. Accepted. Yeah, I, I love that. I think both of your stories represent kind of the larger point. Rejection is part of this job right. in that it's going to happen. And so I want to give three points and three tips on we're talking about how we turn rejection into resilience. And so mm-hmm. you guys, as I go through these points, please feel free to chime in at any point. Um, but, but the first point that I want to make, and it yeah, we've talked about this on the po- podcast before, but it's developing a, a different mindset. Mm-hmm. Reframe your mindset on um, – in preparing for this, I came across something that I just absolutely loved. It's an, an analogy of the mindset of an employee versus the mindset of being an owner. And as a, a real estate agent, you are the owner of your business. Mm-hmm. And so to really reflect and say, do I have the mindset that this is my job and I'm in charge and I've got to overcome this? When you start a business, you know you're going to face adversity. You know you're going to get rejected, but you know where you want to take that business. Mm-hmm. So you're going to keep on going and you're going to push through. As an employee, a lot of times you just kind of take take what, what comes to you. And so if you're an employee and you're just – your clients become your boss, the market becomes your boss, and any rejection that you get is devastating because mm-hmm. all you're thinking about is yourself in that moment. Um, so your mindset has to change and, and embrace the rejection. Know that it's coming. And Carrie, you said at one point, you know, every no is just one step closer to that yes. Yeah. And that's got got to happen. So I agree. I mean, you you can learn from the rejection. What could you have done to be better? to handle the objection or the rejection to to try to manage the expectations moving forward with another client and you know even asking for feedback you know asking you know what what could have been done better you want to be better yeah i think people appreciate being able to tell you how you can be better i think that and that leads perfectly into point number 2 self improvement and asking for that feedback that's a one way that you earn trust is by by being transparent, being mm-hmm. real with your clients, mm-hmm. um, but being vulnerable enough to say, okay, I, I didn't get that lead. I didn't get that buyer, but asking, hey, what could I have done differently? You know, and, and for me, sometimes it's with agents that, that don't do what I want them to do. Right. And so the question for me as, as the leader is to say, hey, what could I have done differently to help you? Mm-hmm. And, and being able to, to come down and, and be real with them and, and the same with clients. Um, self-improvement, you've always got to be learning from your mistakes and learning from your failures. So, yeah, I think, Jonathan, that's, that's exactly where I was going to take that. Uh, point number three is dif- diversify your lead sources. And I think this is important because so many agents, they, they go one or two routes and it's either they are strictly one lead source, whether it's for sale by owner or sphere, receiving leads. Um, and so when that lead source stops working, then they have no business and they, they're, the roller coaster of real estate is, is right in their face. Or the other one that I probably see more often with, with agents that want to do well is that they just try to do everything yeah. and they want to do for sale by owner. They want to do expires. They want to go to go door knock. They want to get leads. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't have a plan of how they're going to get through that. And I think t- to have a plan 
of where you're getting business and and how you've diversified your lead sources is really, really important to, to make sure that you're staying consistent even when times get tough. You get rejected and you know that your plan is there in place. And so you just keep moving. You know, if one lead source is a little bit dry, then you just move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. So, Kara, anything you want to add to that? Oh, no, I think I think what you said pretty much summed it up. I mean, you definitely want to keep your options open. You definitely want to have, you know, a few different ways that you're going to be getting leads. But also you don't want to be like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to I want to do everything. Right. You need to find like a few things that you can do and do really well. And like you said, have a plan, because if you don't have a plan, if it's not written out, then it all sounds great in your head. But you get busy and then you don't stick to what you said you're going to do. Yeah. So it's really important to have that plan, see it every day and act on it. You get you get rejected and you don't have a plan and you stop. Yeah. And and it's devastating for you. Jonathan, one question I was going to ask you is I know that you've identified your lead source your lead sources and what what you enjoy doing. How if you were giving advice to an agent that's getting started on how to pick a lead source or how to find what they're good at, you know, what was your process in doing that? Well, uh, I mean, I had to look for you know, most of us don't have a bankroll of money to start off with. So looking for all of the free resources you can take advantage of. And they're very, gosh, I hate to use this acronym again because it's going to bring up memories, but it's simple. It's just not easy, some of the things that you have to do. So all the things that, you know, looking on your GIS or looking at for sale by owners or expired listings, you know, Anybody can give you a script any day to try to talk to somebody, but you have to to do it. So all these things are simple as far as making a phone call. It's just not easy to get on track and do them and have a process of finding the information through your free resources. And that's just what I did with mine. And my buyers came along with the listings that I called, whether it be sign calls um, from the phone number that's on the sign or people who are reaching out via social media from my posts on variable um, real estate platforms or even yard sale pages. And that's how predominantly I got most of my buyers. Um, and of course, obviously, if you're selling a, a home, you have to find them somewhere to go, whether it refer it out to another state or you find them something in the same location. Yeah, I think so many agents get wrapped up in what what successful agents are doing and what they see. And they're like, I got to do that. I got to spend money on a billboard. I got to spend money on sending out postcards. Uh, hang on a second. The the free stuff, you just got to do it. And with, with social media, there's so many free things that you can do. It's just putting in the time and the effort to follow up and make calls with your sphere and the people that are already in, in your data bank that you can just follow up with. And all that takes is effort. And I think that that's a great point. Take your family yeah. to an event. Yeah. Talk to people. Mm-hmm. You know, I utilize the, the Jeter farm to my advantage. They're good friends of mine, but I also meet a ton of people, thousands of people. So I take advantage of meeting people there as well. It's just taking advantage of your surroundings. Everybody always knows. If I start a conversation in Kroger, I don't necessarily start with real estate, but when we start talking, then Somebody's going to ask you what you do for a living anyway, if you're not mm-hmm. wearing a five-stone hat. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so let's back up to go forward. I, I want to speak to the agent uh, 
that is struggling. That is saying, man, I was getting a lot of leads from online sources. That is done right now. We're not getting that stuff. Uh, I was getting a lot of leads from open houses. I'm, I'm not getting that anymore. Buyers aren't showing up. How do we turn the rejection of the market, um, rejection of clients that, that earlier it was a little bit easier to get business, how do we turn that rejection into the resilience to push through and weather the storm here to come out on the other side and be stronger? You know, based on some of the things that we've talked about today, what, what would your advice be to that agent? Well, I think it's a good time for you to be uncomfortable and learn mm-hmm. more about yourself. Um, try something new because if the old's not working, then you have to adapt. You have to pivot and move in a different direction and try to become a master of that particular source. Um, cold calling. I know a lot of people don't like it, but unfortunately in this business, if you truly want to go to the next level and take care of your family, that's one of the things that you have to do or you will not survive. It's you're going to get no's. It's okay. They don't, they're not going to remember you. If they're that adamant with telling you no, then move on to the next one. Or you can call them back three times like I did. <laughs> it's just until they tell you to truly get rid of He could have not answered the phone. He continued to answer the phone. That's the only reason I kept calling back. (laughs) If he didn't answer the phone that last time, I probably wouldn't have called him back the third time. So it's it's trying to figure out what works for you, and that's going to take time. But you have nothing but time if your lead sources are dried up. So it's a perfect opportunity to educate yourself and learn more about your business and be a master of your craft. Yeah, Yeah, I think the same thing. Um, Try a couple couple new things don't go crazy don't get into too many things but maybe add one or two different things and get really good at it and stick with it it's you know you're probably not going to see results right away um you have to stick with it to really see those results yeah you're exactly right and so many agents it's like well that didn't work yeah they give up too early right like right before it's probably getting ready to happen yeah they give up if they would have just hung in there a little bit longer which goes back to what we said about having a plan when you've got a plan and you know okay i'm going to do this for six months or i'm going to do this for a year right then when you do fail for three or four times or, or you get rejected it's okay yeah. because you know that you're going to continue to do it. And then we can reevaluate once yeah. we've given it time. But consistency is really the way that we see if things work or not. Yeah. So, hey, remember, the real magic happens when you take action. So here's my call to action as we end the show. Take one thing that you learned today and apply it to your real estate journey, whether it's embracing resilience, seeking feedback, diversifying your lead sources, or simply it's just keeping a positive mindset. Action's the key to success. So, uh, you know, that brings us to the end of another fantastic episode here on the Always Moving Forward podcast. Uh, We hope you enjoyed today's insights on overcoming rejection. You know, we had some fun with the engaging trivia game and, of course, our passion for always moving forward. Hey, listen, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Feel free to share it with your other real estate rock stars, you know, or your friends that just you think could use an uplift during the week. If you found value in today's episode, please, please, please share it. We would love to continue to grow and help others. So thanks for tuning in. Remember, no matter what challenges come your way, keep moving forward. We believe in you. We can't wait to see you on a path to real estate success. Until next time, stay motivated, stay focused. Thanks. Have a great day.